Johnny knows best may contain adult language and explicit content. Parental discretion is advised. Host and subject matter may be offensive, extremely petty, or both. Additionally, Johnny knows best is not liable for guest content, censorship, or hurt feelings. And uh, it's not something I start. Like, I don't just get on the internet and start stuff. I never, I never do that. Do I instigate? Yes. I do instigate some situations. Sometimes I just do it because I think it's funny. But uh, I never just get on the internet just intentionally, you know, try to, like, upset people. I just have a strong personality. And sometimes the things I do not say, it really offends people. And I really don't give a fuck, to be honest with you. To be perfectly candid with you. I don't really care if you're offended. I don't care. I don't know how how else to say it. If you don't like the fact that I'm at my job, minding my own business, and I post a selfie, and the mask is not over my nose, and you got some kind of issue with it, when it doesn't really affect you at all because you're not there, then I don't. I just don't know what to tell you. I don't care. I don't care. You know, um... <laughs> It, it reminds me of a relationship that I was in one time where, you know, the person that I was with was telling me all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I just don't care. And she was like, Johnny, that's your problem. You just don't care about anything. And I was like, you damn right. I don't care. Go ahead, please. You said many times that the U.S. is doing far better than any other country when it comes to testing. Yes. Why does that matter? Why is this a global competition to you if everyday Americans are still losing their lives and we're still seeing more cases every day? Well, they're losing their lives everywhere in the world. And maybe that's a question you should ask China. Don't ask me. Ask China that question, okay? When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Yes, behind you, please. Sir, why are you saying that to me specifically? I'm telling you, I'm not saying it specifically to anybody. I'm saying it to anybody that would ask a nasty question That's like that. That's not a nasty question. Please go ahead. Why does it matter? Okay, uh, anybody else? Please go ahead in the back, please. I have two questions. No, it's okay. But we'll you go pointed to me. I have two questions, Mr. Next. President. Next, please. But you, did, you called on me. I did, and you didn't respond, and now I'm calling on... Sorry, I just want the to young lady in the back, please. I just wanted to let my colleague okay. finish. But can I ask you Ladies and gentlemen, please? thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. This son of a gun got to be the, the pettiest president we've ever had. Ever. Just petty for no reason. Like somebody else I know. Phones, Babylon's can't crack the coat. Used to sip out styrofoam, but figured I should stick to drove. Backwoods overload, don't like to smoke them swishers, hope. If you hit my liquor store, it's 50 cents for single posts. Said she wanna roll with me and smoke up all my weed. I said, baby, just buy that cheese, cause you can't smoke for free. I got some love, but no money, babe, buy me a Fiji. She said you need a job, bitch, fuck a job, I still get cheese
It is Saturday, May 16th, 2020, and this is Johnny Knows Best. I'm your host, Jonathan Mays, and uh, I want to thank you for clicking on my show. I want to thank everyone for listening. I know it's been quite a while since I've done one of these, probably about like three weeks, but I appreciate uh well, a lot of things happened in the last three weeks. Um, I was sick and in the hospital uh, about a couple of weeks ago for about nine days. Um, it wasn't coronavirus related. I had a seizure. But uh, while I was in the hospital, I did get tested for COVID-19. And uh, luckily, everything came back negative. But, uh, yeah, so it was just been a wild ride. I think that was the last time I was supposed to do a podcast was, uh, about three weeks ago. And then, uh, I went to work on a Sunday, worked all night and, uh, yeah, got off work. I think it was raining real bad that night. This was like three or four Sundays ago. And, um, yeah, so I got off. I just had a seizure. You know, a lot of people don't know this about me. Um, well, I don't say a lot of people don't know this. Some people don't know this, but I have, uh, you know, brain cysts. I was born with them and, uh, I have seizures. I have a tumor. This is a thing. It's a whole thing. And, uh, sometimes it causes me to black out and pass out and have bad seizures. Especially, I think, when I'm overworked and tired and, you know, I've been working uh, two jobs the last couple of months. So it happens. I do get tired and overworked sometimes. I admit that. Sometimes I overdo it. Sometimes I push myself too hard. And uh, that's just one of the things that uh, happened uh, about three weeks ago is I overdid it and I pushed myself too hard. And, um, yeah, I was, it put me down for a while. Um, absolutely it did, but I'm feeling better. I know it's been almost a month since I've done my podcast, but, uh, we're back. Got a pretty good show for y'all today. This is going to be episode 59 straight out of quarantine and, uh, I got a lot of stuff I want to get it off my chest today. A lot of stuff I want to talk about. A lot of stuff we're going to get into. I got a special guest, Jessica Clare, my beautiful, sexy, crazy ass friend, Jessica Clare. Um, I, I, we talked about a lot of different things about what's happened to her since the last time she was on the show. Um, Way back in July of last year, I think, was the last time she was on the show, like 10 months ago. Almost a year since she's been on Johnny Knows Best. But we talked about, you know, what's been going on with her, how this whole pandemic slash epidemic has affected her. And we talked about, you know, what's going on in her life and you know 
things that she struggled with the last few months, including her eating disorder. And, uh, you know, she went through a rough relationship. And so it was a very interesting conversation, as it always is whenever I talk to Jessica. And uh, we're going to get into that momentarily, but I got a few things I want to talk about. Just me first. And then I'll get into the conversation I had with Jessica, and then I'll come on and close out the show. First off, I hope all y'all are washing your hands, um, you know, staying at home, keeping each other safe, keeping your family members safe. I hope uh, when you go out, you're wearing your mask, when you go out in public in large in places where there's large amounts of people or, you know, even more than a few people, you're wearing your mask and you're being as safe as possible because, uh, you know, I did like a six part, seven part. I don't even know how many parts was. I did a multi episode podcast on this whole coronavirus thing. And, uh, Probably like the whole month of April, actually. Um, We discussed coronavirus and how it affected all of us. And it's still going on. And the fact of the matter is, this might be the new normal now. Um, This might be something that we have to put up with for... It might be something we have to put up with for the foreseeable future. It might be the new normal. And um doesn't look like it's going away anytime soon. Has the curve flattened some? Sure it has. Things have gotten a little better. You know, some people have recovered from it. They have caught it. The death toll has gone down some. But uh it's a long way from being over. It really is. Um and I think this is just my opinion, and this is Johnny Knows Best, so this is, uh, you take this for a grain of salt. I think it's going to get worse, um, before it gets better. I think, um, over the summer, the number, the death toll, and it might go down, but I think, uh, come fall and come winter, it's going to come back even, this whole thing is going to come back even harder. I really do. I really do think, believe that. I hate to say that, but it just seems like it's almost inevitable, as Thanos would say. Um, I don't really see things getting better before they get worse. And maybe that's a bit pessimistic. I'll give you that. Maybe it is, but, you know, this is just the reality of what we're dealing with. Um... I don't know. It's very scary. I've never, you know, none of us have ever experienced anything like this in our lifetime. And uh, it's going to be, it's it's very trying. We're getting through it. A lot of us are getting through it the best way we can. You know, some of us are staying, some of us have not left the house in months. Others of us have uh, gone to work and we're working through the pandemic and we're being essential and 
We're still trying to maintain our lives the best way we know how. But uh, whether you're having to work through this mess or whether you're quarantined at home, you know, I just hope you're you're staying safe. And I hope you're listening to my show because uh, I could always use the hits. I'm just kidding. But yeah. um, So what was my point? I kind of lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Oh, that just that, you know. There's no telling when this is going to end. So we're all doing this. You know, n- none of us that living right now have ever went through anything like this. So we're all doing the best that we can do right now. One thing that I've seen that's uh, one negative thing that I've seen over the past few weeks or really the last week or two um is i know there's a lot of people that are coming down and really being negative against the people that have to go to work and the people that have to go out and go you know to the stores or people that you know want to go out and go to the gyms and want to go to the hairdressers because things are starting to open back up No, not everything here in Alabama has opened back up, but things are starting to open back up. And there's a lot of people that are really anxious, you know, that haven't been to the places that they've usually, you know, go to the last couple of months. And I've seen a lot of people be very critical of those people because they go to work, because they're out and about, you know, and they and they criticize them and call them dummies because you know, they, they're out doing their thing or, you know, if they're wearing a mask, this happened to me the other night, um, on, on Facebook, I was at work about to get off and, uh, I had a rough night cause it was busy as fuck because people don't care that it's a pandemic. They still going to come eat chicken wings no matter what. And, uh, I was tired and, uh, I happened to take a selfie to post on Facebook as you do. And um I hadn't paid attention to the fact that I, I had a mask on. I had been wearing the mask correctly over my nose and mouth the whole night. And I hadn't paid attention to the fact that I had pulled my mask down a little bit. But I guess I had and my nose was exposed in the selfie. Boy People lost their shit because I had my nose exposed in a picture that I didn't even pay attention to. And this one lady in particular, not a Facebook friend of mine, not a, I don't even know how she saw my picture. My picture was public, so I guess anybody on Facebook could have saw it. You know, she basically came on my post, called me a dumb ass and uh, told me that uh, I should stay my dumb ass at home and I should wear my mask correctly and just said like a real a lot of negative stuff. I don't know exactly what she said, but it, uh, it I was you know how I am. You know, when somebody says something to me, you know, I go off. And so I did go off on her. 
but it was just really uncalled for because I had been wearing my mask correctly the whole night, the whole time I was at work. But uh, at the end of the shift, when everybody had left, I pulled it down for a few seconds so I could breathe because these masks, let's be honest, they're very uncomfortable. It's just not natural. It may come to a point where we're wearing them and they become the new natural thing to do. But right now, it's not natural to wear them. It's kind of kind of uncomfortable. So, you know, so I pulled it down and took a selfie. And uh, she wasn't the only one to say, Pull, put, cover your nose and all this kind of mess. She wasn't the only one to say it. A lot of people commented that. But she was just, she, the way she said it was just the nastiest way possible. And you know me, you know, when you're nasty towards me, I'm nasty back. I can be a, a, a nice guy, but if you're, you're you're nasty to me on social media, I can be a real mean motherfucker. And I was. And uh, I went at it with this lady on Facebook, and a lot of people came to my defense. Shout out to all the people that saw that and came to my defense and uh, call this lady out on her bullshit. I really do appreciate all the support. The fact that a lot of times, I know a lot of it was because people really thought this lady was crazy. And then there was just some of it, people were just going to defend me because they just, you know, they they love me. People love me. And, you know, when you're talking shit on my post, you know, there's going to always be people that run to my defense. I'm just light. I'm a well-light person. I know that. I realize that. And uh, I think this lady found out very quickly that she had the wrong uh, person, that she messed with the wrong guy very fast. But uh, then she ended up blocking me. Well, after all that, she sent me a friend request after calling me a dumbass. And uh, telling me I should stay my stupid ass at home and criticizing me and calling me all these names. Then she sent me a friend request after all that, after we had got into it on Facebook. The nerve of this woman. And I was like, no, I don't want to be your Facebook friend. You know, I don't know who you are. I didn't ask you to come on my post. I don't want to be your Facebook friend ever. And uh, so then I guess she got mad and just blocked me, which is so weird because the whole she started this whole thing and uh, it's not something I start like I don't just get on the Internet and start stuff. I never I never do that. Do I instigate? Yes. I do instigate some situations. Sometimes I just do it because I think it's funny, but uh, I never just get on the internet just intentionally, you know, try to like upset people. I just have a strong personality and sometimes the things I do not say, it really offends people. And I really don't give a fuck to be honest with you. To be perfectly candid with you, I don't really care if you're offended. I don't care. I don't know how how else to say it. If you don't like the fact that I'm at my job, minding my own business, and I post a selfie, and the mask is not over my nose, and you got some kind of issue with it, when it doesn't really affect you at all because you're not there, 
then I don't, I just don't know what to tell you. I don't care. I don't care. You know, um, <laughs> it, it reminds me of a relationship that I was in one time where, you know, the person that I was with was telling me all kinds of stuff. And I was like, I just don't care. And she was like, Johnny, that's your problem. You just don't care about anything. And I was like, you damn right. I don't care. But, uh, yeah, so that happened the other night. That was interesting. Um, and the point I'm trying to make is there's a lot of people out there like this woman whose name that I'm not even going to like name the lady out loud or on my show. I know she doesn't know that I had a podcast and that I would talk about this on my show. Um, but a lot of people that saw the post find out where she worked at. And I know that, that for a fact, at least three people complain to the place that she works at. And she's probably going to lose her job, to be honest with you. All because she couldn't keep her mouth shut and leave, leave someone that didn't even mess with her alone. But, uh, yeah, so my whole thing is I wish people would just mind their business. No matter where you are in the world, whether you're an essential person, whether you're quarantined, you know, just because people are not doing what you think they need to be doing, you really should mind your business and just do you. And then, you know, everybody can be happy. Um, or you can be miserable. It doesn't really matter. But, uh, yeah, so what else is going on besides people acting crazy about this whole pandemic? Becky Lynch, the WWE wrestler, is is pregnant, apparently. She's, uh, she announced, uh, just the other day that she's pregnant with child. And she's due in December, and uh, she is going to have a baby. And so she gave up the WWF Raw Women's title. Um, she relinquished it. Asuka's new WWE Raw Women's Champion because she won the Money in the Bank last Sunday. And Becky's basically going to go out and be, in a, and be a mom, which I think is great. Because uh, I don't know if it was a planned pregnancy between her and uh, WWE superstar Seth Rollins, her boyfriend slash fiance. I don't think they planned it, but uh, they're going to have a kid. And apparently that has upset a lot of people. Um, one person in particular, Jim Cornette. The great Jim Cornette, one of the greatest managers in wrestling history. Um, person that I have a lot of respect for. Um, but I just think he just says a lot of stupid shit. Much like our president. Um, you know, I, I give Donald Trump uh, a lot of a hard time. But I do respect him because he has been successful. And he did become president, you know, without having any experience at all. And I do respect that. How can you not respect success? But he just says a lot of stupid shit. And he does a lot of stupid shit. 
and and uh, Jim Cornette is no different. Um, Jim Cornette basically came out and criticized Becky because she got pregnant, and you know, criticized her because she's walking away to be a mom, which I think is the most ridiculous thing ever. Because, you know, Becky has made millions of dollars already as a WWE superstar. She's main event at WrestleMania. Um, she's done a lot of things already. She's done it all. She's lived her dream. And, you know, she met the love of her life in Seth Rollins. And uh, now they're having a kid. You know, what else can she do? as a wrestler but she just wants to be a mom and I I think that's great I think that's a wonderful thing and uh Jim Cornette and all these people that are complaining about it should just get over it that's my opinion um I think it's great that she's having a kid now will she come back and wrestle probably not I don't see why she would um definitely not right away a lot of people think she's going to have the baby in December and be in the Royal Rumble in January. I don't think it it might be a long time. It might be years before you see Becky Lynch in the wrestling ring again, if ever. That's just my opinion. I mean, she has her, her baby. She's not going to leave her baby to go back on the road um, every every night. She's not going to do that. And, you know, at least until the kid gets a little bigger, because, you know, Seth is on the road. And I don't see them both, like, walking away from WWE. But he's probably going to want some time off, too. You know, after baby is born, people, pro wrestling is not the most important thing in the world. You know, that's going to blow a lot of people's minds, but it's true. And some people, they want more out of life. And not everybody is going to do things on your timetable. So you should just get over it and let people do what they're going to do. But, uh, yeah, so what else is going on in the news? I want to talk about a couple other things. But before I get into that, I'm going to get into my conversation that I had with my good friend Jessica Clare and uh, talked to her about the stuff that's going on in her life. And uh, because I haven't talked to Jessica since July something in 2019, July of 2019, and this May 2020, a lot can happen in uh, 10 months for sure. To me, 2019 was a lot better than 2020, but... She's been through a lot of shit the past few months and uh got into some of that and she discussed it and uh I really enjoyed talking to Jessica. Here's the conversation that I had with her. Hello. I'm here. What was going on? I don't know how to jo- I didn't know how to join the podcast, I guess. I don't oh. know. And it didn't give me a notification. It just, whatever. I figured it out because I'm a genius. I don't know. I did it like five times. So, <laughs> I don't know. 
So you eventually saw what I was doing. Yeah, I eventually figured it out. Okay. Well, we haven't done it in almost a year, so it's understandable that you wouldn't remember how to do it. It's been a long time. Yeah, exactly. And I probably had, I probably had a lot of brain damage since then. So, a lot of brain damage. That that doesn't sound good. We'll we'll get into that in a minute. But how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I let's see. I worked all day, mm-hmm. and then I took a nap, and then I went shopping. With my mask on the right way. Oh my God. I know. And then it was nose. I've, I've got petty real fast. That's okay. And then um, I ate Panda Express and then I came home and now I'm laying in my bed. Sounds like you, had a, you had a pretty full day. Yeah, most days are pretty full. They are. So uh, what you're doing now is different. Uh, than what you were doing a year ago, right? You're not in the customer service anymore? What do you do now? So now I am a recruiter for a tech company that is in Dallas. And oh, okay. So I hire, interview and hire um, technicians and okay. decide if I want to hire them or not for oh. multiple locations in the South, in Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, I think we have some locations in Louisiana. I'm not quite sure. So all you do is just basically just interview people all day long. All day long. And when I'm not interviewing, I, you know, look through resumes and reach out to people who I think would be qualified for the positions. It's pretty fun. That sounds like a pretty cool job, actually. It's a really cool job. And... I, you know, have been in customer service for so long since I was 18 and, you know, I'm 35 now and it's just, wow, that's a long, long ass time. It is. It's a blessing, like not to have to do it anymore because I've done my time. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. So you just got tired of it then is what you're saying. Well, you know, I didn't expect to ever find a non-customer service job because that's all I had experience in. But when I worked right. over, when I worked in Washington, I worked with an assistant store manager uh, for Spencer Gifts, and I got to do as the assistant manager. I got to do all the hiring for about two years. So mm-hmm. that gave me that gave me some experience with recruiting. So I was able to kind of use that skill to get another job. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. I was uh, I was really surprised when I got the job. But hey, I am not complaining. I work eight to four with with Saturday Sunday off. So yeah, every weekend off. You can't beat that. You can't beat that. And I always thought like, oh, it's no big deal, you know, because sometimes you got to work the weekend, and I get that. I did that for a long time. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's like real special not to have to work the weekends. Yeah, especially as you get older, um, as you get to be our age. Uh, it's it's a real blessing when you can get a weekend off, let alone every weekend. Exactly, it really is. So I'm I have no complaints whatsoever. Yeah. I get to you know get up every morning and and join you know a fun team of good people. And uh, how, how many place. people um are how many people is in your office that you work at? 
like well, a lot of people? I, well, I work remotely, so I work from home. We all work. From oh, home. you still work from home? Yep, it's a remote position because the company is in Dallas, and I live in El Paso. Okay. So we have there's myself, there's another senior recruiter, and then we mm-hmm. have one, two, three, four other recruiters that are not in the U.S. Okay. A lot, a lot of the behind the scenes HR work. And right. And there's my boss and his boss. So there's eight of us. I would say seven of us, pretty, seven of us in our daily meetings. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's really neat. It's, um, we start every morning with a, with a Zoom meeting and we kind of go from there. Um, go our separate ways but we we always come back together and stay and chat over workplace which is a a chat over facebook it's a it's a facebook for work pretty much business facebook and right. we we use that to keep in touch we all have our own profiles and we have different uh chats depending on what departments you're in um it is pretty cool i and this was a work from home job even before you know the coronavirus. So I felt even, yeah. even more lucky to be able to get a new job during while well, people are losing their jobs. Yeah, it's a rough time right now. It really is. And I was just and a lot of people very lucky to be very unaffected, you know. Right. So you really haven't had to uh lose uh much in the way of like uh pay or or time right. because you basically been working from home all along. All along. And, you know, I have several friends that are like, oh, oh, I'm so bored. And I'm like, yeah, I wish I was. I mean, right. I'm over here making money, though. And helping yeah. people, too. Like, helping the right. economy by giving people a job. And then when I was working my call center job, you know, I was helping people with their devices. So um, mm-hmm. I helped them stay connected with their families and whatnot. So I, I always kind of saw the good in it. Now, let me ask you this. Do you feel like like during the uh, the whole coronavirus thing that you're more busier? Like, it, is your company more busier now, like uh, trying to find people positions? Or is it just like it was before, basically? So I don't know about my new company. Um, mm-hmm. I will tell you the old company I worked for, yes, because it was much busier because it was, I mean, I can't say exactly what company I worked for, but it was. Um, a very very popular tech company and right. the tech company you know the stores were closed so yeah we were nine times as busy sometimes a four-hour wait to speak with a representative so it was like wow. non-stop yeah it was nuts yeah yeah but i don't know about this job i i would say um i would say maybe we do need technicians now more than ever because um People need their devices. Mm-hmm. They do. You know, yeah, they need their devices now more than ever because it's one, it's their form of entertainment, and two, it's how they stay connected with business and people they love. So, you know, it's important. Yep. And there's no telling like how long this whole uh, pandemic, epidemic, how long it's going to last and uh, how, you know, how much worse it's going to get with uh, people having to stay home. So, yeah, you're right. They need their devices. They need their devices, exactly. They need their yeah. uh, for work, for entertainment, um, 
Yeah, you're right about that. Yep. People so how have you been people. doing? Uh, how have you been doing personally? Um, you went through a lot of changes uh, since last July when we talked. I did. Um, gosh, you know, it's been very. Do you hard. want to get into that? Because you don't have to get into that. If you don't we want can to. get into some of it. I'll, I'll just, you know, I can stick with my side of the street on it. Um, okay, that's fine. Anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I went through a lot. I went to treatment for an eating disorder. I went to, right. to treatment in Dallas in October for five weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so that was um, probably the best experience of my life, spiritually, emotionally, educationally, health-wise. And how long have you, have you been struggling with that before you went? Um, since since Coppinville. So wow, so that was, long, yeah, huh? So it was about, yeah, it was about 20 years. I struggled and I went back and forth between struggling with bulimia to struggling with anorexia to being obsessed with dieting, being obsessed with exercise. Um, just every, every sense of the word diet culture like was engraved into me. And, um, you know, it, I had the courage to admit that it was making my life unhealthy and really making me unhappy. Right. Um, which I think a lot of people struggle with, but it's just seen as such a good thing to be skinny. Mm-hmm. So, and to diet and it's seen as like a powerful thing. And while wow, you have so much self-control to where people don't realize, you know, it's actually harming you. you know, right. Not everything, not the, the world is not going to end if you have some extra fluff. Mm-hmm. The world is not going to end if you're a little bit thick, you know? Yeah. It's almost like a form of addiction, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so yeah, I went to treatment for that. I finally got some help. I was able mm-hmm. to take some time off with my job, my previous job right. that I had. And they, my insurance covered, you know, 80% of the medical bills. And I really cool. got to experience that. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And, um, you know, I've always had courage to ask for help when needed. Uh, but this one was tough being, you know, s- s- clean and sober for so long. And then having to admit that I needed help with something was kind of uncomfortable. But uh, being uncomfortable is what helps us grow. So, I mean, you've been dealing with this, though, longer than um, than you've been sober. So this is a major thing. Yeah. You're about. It was very major. And I still struggle with it every day. You know, right. Everyone loves to talk about food and diets and exercise. And it's not that I can't do those things, but I really have to be careful because I'm Mm -hmm. very, very vulnerable and very sensitive, fragile, if you will. Right. Um, Because I don't, I don't know how to think right about it. So do you think uh, you've, uh, you found a balance now to where you can uh, be healthy and uh, still, you know, live the way that you want to live when it comes to food and exercise. No, or do you think? Not at all. Not, not yet. It's I'm right. still still working towards that. It's going to take some time. I mean, twenty years of disordered thinking yeah, and yeah. disordered eating, and and just undo it everything. in a few months. Right. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a year. You know. Yeah. So no matter how much I work on it, and I work on it every day. All right. You know, it's just time takes time. You know, it's not something that can be forced. Well, I think you're you're so strong for um, 
because that you're the kind of person that uh, always, when you need help, you ask for help. I really admire that about you. It's very, very inspirational to me. That uh, oh, shucks. no, I'm serious. I'm being serious. I'm not trying to like kiss your ass. I'm being serious. That you uh, <laughs> you know that 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 you can, because that's like a rare thing, Jessica. Like most people can't admit their flaws or admit their fears and face them the way that you do. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, uh, that's the inner strength that you have that most people don't have. So you know, good. I can't imagine life without it because it's really formed who I am today and and uh, my personality. Right. Really has. So a lot of people really didn't formed. agree with you uh, going uh, to get treatment or they didn't um, think it was that big a deal. Yeah, they didn't think it was a big of a big. I remember deal, you telling you know? me about that when you were going. Yeah. And yeah. People were, um, they were like, "Really? Like, you don't look like you have an eating disorder." Yeah. Uh, which was, which is an awesome, awesome, just wonderful thing to hear. Right. Hey, you don't look like you're. Yeah. Well, you know, you most people like they don't understand. Like you know. No, they don't know. They don't. They don't, they get, don't get it. Know. Well, people don't think about other people. They think about themselves yeah. and the questions they want to ask and their own curiosity. They don't think about how what they say might, might harm somebody else. Yeah, That's we're seeing that more than ever now, like during this whole coronavirus thing, that people really don't think about no. other people. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we don't. Yeah. As humans, we don't, we don't think about other people. It's always self-centered, always. If, if you... If one can get honest enough with themselves and peel back the onion, everything is based off of self-centeredness, mm -hmm. you know, anything. So, you know, even if we say like, oh, no, I did it. I did it. I did that for you. Well, no, they, I guarantee we can always, it can always come back to, no, you did that for yourself. So you would feel better. Right. You know, but, but anyway, yeah, lots of people didn't think I needed treatment, um, which is fine. I mean, I went 20 years without it it's fine, whatever. I could have probably continued on and, you know, just gotten even more mentally unhealthy mm -hmm. um, because you couldn't really see anything on the outside. But, you know, a lot of bulimics um, are either normal weight or, or a little um, overweight right. because of the amount of binge eating. Uh, but actually, when you binge and purge, you keep a third of the calories even when you throw up. So, you know, it doesn't I'm not going to say it doesn't work, but our bodies, our bodies know, our bodies know what they're doing pretty much. Mm -hmm. And, um, especially when you've been doing it for 20 years. Yeah. Like your, your body knows what it's doing and it, it holds on to food, right? especially if it's been starved. But, um, there was a long time when I was really, really into fitness and, you know, it did, although I looked, I looked amazing. Um, I mean, I didn't have much of a booty or anything, but uh, although I looked great and it, everything seemed great on the outside and I was eating lots of broccoli and shit, you know, my mental health was deteriorating. Right. Mentally and emotionally, you weren't good. Yeah. Right. Deteriorating. Absolutely. And my marriage was falling apart and life was horrible. And I used, you know, I got through it with the gym and that's great and all. But after that settled down you know, here was this unhealthy obsession that was driving me crazy. So, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but it's tough. It's tough, especially because I'm still a fitness instructor. You know, I'm not super thin anymore. And um, 
it's it's hard to have the energy to do what I used to do. Um, but I'm just going to keep going. Now, do you think um, when you became sober, you think that made it worse because you uh, you didn't address the whole, you know, the whole thing that was going on with you? Because it, it obviously, you no, know, I didn't. I can't say that because I really didn't know it was a problem. Right. I just thought, what's the big deal? Like, I'm, I'm just like every other young woman in America. I have disorder thinking about food, like whatever, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I'm saying. Like, I could have, I could have just kind of let it go. Yeah. And been like, whatever, you know, but, but it started hurting real bad. So, but I don't, I don't really know if sobriety um, had anything to do with it. It, I, I can say that with sobriety, things don't happen right away. And I don't, things happen. I have realized stuff about myself more and more as time goes by. Like we have this saying that more will be revealed and it's, it's, you know, true. It stands true. Mm-hmm. Um, as time goes by and the longer I stay sober, the more, more of myself that's revealed to me that I, you know, something's good, something's not so great, some things that need to be worked on, some things that, you know, I need to repair, some things that uh, can never be repaired. You know, there's just, there's so much. It's constantly seeing the world through different eyes and like, like new, new eyes, new beginnings, anything's possible kind of thing. You know, as long as I'm willing to clean up my mistakes and, and my wreckage of my past. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you've, uh, you've been through a lot, like not only, you know, in the, in the past few months, but just in, in your life overall and, uh, you know, finding good coping mechanisms and, uh, facing your fears, you know, that was a big part of, uh, of being healthy now. you like, you sound so much like healthier and like just uh in tune with who you should be right now yeah it does bring a sense of uh peace and serenity for sure doing the right thing for your for oneself Mm -hmm. um at least for myself it has definitely brought it's definitely been rewarding um but it's um it's not easy. I mean, who wants to admit that they're a freaking alcoholic, right? That means I can't drink anymore. So party's over. Boo-hoo. Mm-hmm. You know, no one wants to do that. No one wants to admit they're bodily and different, bodily and mentally different from his fellows. Right. But it's okay. It's all right. Trust me. Yeah. Sometimes you got to face uh, hard truths about yourself. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, uh, it's very, very rewarding. Yeah, and then sometimes, like, uh, you know, dealing with uh, certain people, um, that also can affect how you look at yourself. Yeah, 100%. I mean. Yeah. People are toxic. (laughs) People can be as toxic as uh, food and um, alcohol. Or, you know, people can be worse. They can be. I was just in a relationship that was pretty freaking toxic. But, um. You know, again, I had to look at my own part in that because what's what's the point of me pointing the finger? Where mm-hmm. do I grow? 
I don't grow if I point the finger. I grow when I turn that finger around and look at myself. So and do I you saw, feel like it was like, were you, were you both toxic to each other? Or was it, you know, was he more toxic than you? Uh, no, we were absolutely toxic to each other. I was so, I got so dependent on this person pretty much for me to live a daily life. Like I was constantly looking for his approval. I was constantly looking for his permission. I was constantly looking for his compliments to make me feel good about myself. You know, I had completely lost touch with my, my self-esteem and, and I had to look, I didn't look at that as, you know, I'm the victim here. Not, and it wasn't easy, but I looked at it as, I mean, finally, of course I was the victim for like a good month, but you know, why not? But, um, but afterwards I had to look at it like, what is my part in this? Because, because that's where I grow. Right. And I had to see that I was so desperate for love and attention that I accepted things of my life in this relationship that. That's that I would never freaking accept if I was in my right mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't let somebody treat me that way and and talk down to me and ignore my phone calls. I mean, all, um, okay, all I'm gonna say is, out of all the times I I called my ex boyfriend, he never once answered the phone, and he knew I loved talking on the phone. You know, like he, he would ignore your, your calls on purpose, yeah. or he would be busy. Oh well, of course he said he was busy. All right. Of course, he said he was busy, but I mean, he was a sociopath, so. How did this Uh, even happen? Because the last time we did this, you weren't really, like, looking to get into anything serious. That was, like, back in the, what, July? So, how did this, how did you fall so hard so fast? Well, I had just gotten out of treatment, and I was very, very uh, vulnerable. Mm Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen to my instincts. I went with my emotions. And, um, you know, I kind of fell on my ass as a result. Mm-hmm. Just I became dependent. Me. Exactly. I lost that dependence. I became codependent, mm-hmm. which in my opinion means I became someone who I'm not, which is a lie. You know, that is a lie. Right. And, you know, I suffered. My work suffered. My health suffered, my mental health suffered. And then, you know, this relationship, when it was finally over, I cannot. So my ex-boyfriend and I broke up on Easter. Mm-hmm. It was the fucking stupidest goddamn day ever because uh, it was just ridiculous. Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't even want to get into it. But okay. it, it was just like a, a freaking circus. These text messages going back and forth. I was thinking like, God. Like you guys were arguing. Oh, it was ridiculous. It was the pettiest shit. So petty. And I was like, why am I doing this? But I didn't stop. So we broke up that day. And the next day I got a call that I got a new job. Mm-hmm. And I held on to that hope that this new job was going to change my life. And and it has because I've allowed it to. Right. And I've allowed myself to change with the job. Like the job is you know i have to get up in the morning so i allowed myself to become a morning person you know i had to go to bed at a decent hour for this job so i allowed myself to you know cash in earlier um i needed to 
um, you know, fuel my body throughout the day to be able to manage at this job. Therefore, my body, I started treating my body better. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed to be sane to be the face for this company while hiring people. Therefore, I talked to my doctor and got medication switched. Like, like I just improved because this job was an opportunity for me to better myself. Right. And I am so grateful that it happened. I got the job the day after that breakup because it gave me something hopeful to hold on to. Kind of like starting a new chapter in your life, huh? That's exactly what it was. And even though I was still with the old company for two weeks, I had this sense of hope. Mm -hmm. And I was able to, for that two weeks, I was able to, um, actually it was a couple of weeks before that, um, start because ever since the coronavirus started, I've been able to attend, you know, eating disorder treatment online Mm -hmm. with, with, with the company that I did inpatient with because everything's online now. Mm -hmm. So like, all these things to better me just started coming together when this relationship came to an end. And it was just, is was a miracle. Um, and I don't know how I got so lucky. Hmm. No, I don't know how I got so lucky. Sometimes things happen. happen. Sometimes things happen for a reason, you know, even bad things. Exactly. And it just, it makes me grateful. And it's times like that when I know that, you know, putting one foot in front of the other and doing the next right thing is worth it. Right. Yeah, it's absolutely worth it. You have to keep going no matter what. Um, yep. Until you get where you want to be. Mm-hmm. So you. But I mean, don't. Do you seem? Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, do you seem happier now, or do you feel happier now? Hell yeah, because I get to fuck whoever I want. <laughs> well, I wasn't going there. <laughs> I meant like emotionally or uh, you know mentally, but. Hell yeah! It's good. To, it's, it's always good to fuck who you want, though. <laughs> You're a much happier person single. I think you're like me. You're much happier uh, not being tied down. I am happy single, and I'm sure I'll be happy with the right person one day. But until then, like I am just fine. Right on my own. I yeah. take care of myself. I don't need. I'm a single woman. I take care of my own health insurance, take care of my cats, take care of my house, take care of my car. Don't need anyone else. You still have the same number of cats? I have three cats now. Yeah, no, three I cats. got another one. I got, yeah, when I came out of treatment, I adopted Fiona, my kitten. Is she a, is she black too? Of course. How do you tell them all apart? They're just different. Okay, that was right. That, that was racist as hell. I don't mean to. How's it race their cats? I don't. What I'm saying is they're black cats. They the have to look way, the same way you tell humans apart, stupid. Well, I don't always tell some. Some humans look alike <laughs> to me different. too. Okay. They look different. They look. They, look different. they have different personalities too. I'm sure. They got different personalities, and they wear different clothes, so they wear different collars. You you dress them up. They were collars. Oh, okay. Well, collars. They look different. Their bodies are different. Their mouths are different. Everything about them is different. They're just the same color. Okay, so is Fiona where the other two? Is Fiona what? What? No, I'm saying where are their names? I oh, forgot. Okay, the other so we two. got Buddy. Buddy. Yeah, we got Buddy. We got Zulu. Zulu. 
We got Fiona. And Fiona. Mm-hmm. I like Zulu. I like that name. Yeah, Zulu. She's crazy. She's real, real shy. She's they're, cool, though. They're kind of like your kids in a way. Even though you don't want kids. I mean, I mean, I think so. I don't really know what it's like to have kids, so I would assume it's maybe maybe a hundredth of this same. I don't know. I don't know. I was thinking maybe if I met the right person, I wouldn't mind having a kid. What? I'm not. I'm not tripping. That's totally. Yeah. That's a total uh, 180 from what you said before the last time. I know. Thank you were you. not interested. You know. In uh, having. Yeah, things do change. I guess people do change, huh? Well, yeah, and we get to change our minds. Yeah, That's you're right. Okay. Yeah, it's okay to change your mind. Yeah, it's all right. So, I don't know. We'll see. So, if Mr. Wright does come along, you are open, in, you are open to having children now. Yeah, Mr. Wright or Mrs. Wright. Or Mrs. You know, Wright. I won't be, yeah, I ain't going to be too discriminatory. Really? Do you, do you go both ways? I didn't know that. Well, you obviously didn't check my Facebook profile. I have I not. Well, I thought you were just literally says it on there. What kind of I, I didn't look at I did not look at uh <laughs> I did not look at that. I just thought you were just like well, yeah, I, I guess that does kind of make sense now that I think about it. Uh, yeah, I definitely go both ways. No. Nothing wrong with that. You love who you love. Exactly. And uh, hmm. that's kind of hot. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I lost my whole frame of uh, what I was trying to say. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. But how long do you, what do you think about this whole? pandemic uh coronavirus thing do you think or is it like the end of civilization as we know it is 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 this gonna go away in a few months what do you think about it well i don't know i think i don't i can't say that it'll go away in a few months i can tell you that it'll teach people to be a little bit safer um maybe a little more considerate probably not though hold Um, on a second hold on a second just Hold on, I'll call you right back. My niece, Amelia, um, actually interrupted the conversation I had with me and Jessica so she could tell me that she was back from swimming. She was knocking on the door while I was talking to Jessica. That's what happened there right at the end of the conversation. But that was a great conversation that I had with my friend Jessica Claire. Um, I'm so happy that she's doing better, um, that... You know, she got over that toxic relationship and that she has uh, went through treatment for eating disorder and uh, she's in a much, much happier place right now. I'm very happy and I'm so proud of her and I really admire her so much because she's such a strong person. And uh, I, you know, one of my dearest, dearest, dearest friends, but uh yeah, I'm just uh I'm very proud of her. I don't know what else to say. I love I love her to death. 
But anyway, um, moving on, there's one last thing that I want to talk about, and then I'm going to wrap this whole thing up because there's a lot of like outside noise, and I don't want to get like people are starting to wake up in the house here where I'm at, and uh, I don't want everybody to get on the show. Uh, people that are not supposed to be on the show, you can kind of hear them in the background. But uh, I want to talk about this whole uh, stimulus thing that's going on because, um, you know, as a lot of y'all might know, um, or you should know anyway, uh, Trump, uh, about a month ago, a little over a month ago now, you know, they passed that stimulus bill, uh, coronavirus stimulus plan to give each American $1,200. And uh, I think it was 500 for each dependent or whatever. Um, each uh, person that you have dependent upon you. Well, they're trying to pass a second bill. And uh, just last night, uh, as I'm recording this, last night the House of Representatives uh, passed another a second bill to give each American 2000 And I think uh, each dependent 1200 Um I think that's right. I could have that wrong. If I do, I'm sorry. But uh, that went through the House of Representatives. But, um, you know, Trump had been saying last week that it's dead on arrival, that it's not going to make it through the Senate. So that he's probably they're probably going to kill it once it gets to the Senate. But uh, if this does pass, you know, we can see another two thousand dollar stimulus check, which would be great. Um, I know a lot of people are still out of work. A lot of people um, are drawing unemployment and uh, some of your unemployment is drying up now because they're trying to open everything back up. So that stimulus would really help a lot of folks. I hope they pass it. Do I think it's going to pass? No, I really don't. I think the Senate's probably going to kill it. Now, can they draft something else up in the next couple of months and send that through? I think that's a very, you know, that's a very good possibility. But uh, we'll see what happens. But I just want to urge everybody to, uh, if you don't have to work, if you don't have to, like, get out and go someplace, don't go anywhere. Stay at home. Um, you know, wash your hands. Wear your mask if you have to go out. And uh, protect each other. Protect your kids. Protect your elderly. Um, because this thing is going to get a lot worse before it gets better. And I don't want to keep coming on here and talking about it, you know, all the time. But I feel like um, it's something that we need to discuss because it's it's our reality now. But uh, I want to thank everybody for listening to my show. I want to thank my special co-host, Jessica Clare, special guest, co-host forever, because I just love talking to her. She's so funny. Um, And uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, I'll talk to you all later. I'll holler.